Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success. Hey, what's going on, travelers? It is Ricky Venters and Marlon Madden, and we're back with you for another episode of the Success Journey Show. What's going on, brother? How you doing today? Rick, I'm, I'm you know, something funny happened today, Rick. And I what's won't tell that? you how my son, but I come home and I go to my son, have you eaten today? And he goes, yes. I go, what did you eat? And he says, I had I made eggs and um and uh and some bread. So I look at the stove, there's no pot on the stove, there's no pan on the stove. I look in the there's none. So I'm like, bro, you you would not wash this stuff. Why? Okay, what did you have for lunch? I had this for lunch. Same thing. So, you know, we had a talk. <laughs> so, and I'm wondering, like, I, I say to him, don't you understand by lying, you have to cover up your lie with another lie. And your lie that you told was because you thought already that you were going to get in trouble for something that you perceived in your head. And because you lied, it expound on it, it, it compound oh, the situation man. that you thought you were in. He said, and he you never make omelet. a good lie. He said he had an omelet. He said I had an omelet cut up on my uh, vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> I, baked, I baked a cake for everybody. <laughs> But I ate it I in the interim. Like, what the? <laughs> Man, dude, I, I don't even, bro. Man, I couldn't, I'm not even going to start going there, man, because my three boys right now are just like, like, where do all their training go? Like, the stuff that they, they're doing or saying right now, like, like, my oldest, Solomon, you know, he's like, hey, we're just getting back on vacation and you know there's no limitations on vacation hey what do you want something to drink drink whatever you want to drink i don't i don't care i'm not going to tell you yeah. drink water or anything just drinks whatever drink drink whatever you want to drink <clears throat> get home and i'm like he's like hey man i'm gonna get one of these drinks here i'm just like hey man i want you to get some water you know you've been drinking a lot of you know soda and all this other drink some water and he just stares at me and i'm like <laughs> did you did you not hear me? Like, drink some water. He said, oh, I heard you. Oh, I said, so my. why didn't you just hear me? Oh, I was just staring at you. I was just looking at you. <laughs> and but he didn't say anything wrong with it. I'm like, do you not see anything wrong with your re your response is that you're just staring at me. You don't even respond that you that you heard what I said. You're just staring at me. Like, And he's like, I'm just, I just staring at you. I'm like, what in the world's going on? So I'm, I'm like, hey, we got to go through a whole hey, recalibration don't, class here. Don't, don't, don't say much. What, what, what will happen? Don't we don't want chopping on my house. So yeah, you used to say you had a little talk. <laughs> oh man, man, man! I tell you, man, it's just yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. It'd be worse, man. That's what you're saying. No. But, no. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I feel you, man. Yeah, it's a uh is their logic right now. It's like their no. logic, you know, is just it doesn't it doesn't align. And it, you know, honestly, someone told me they really don't know. And I was like, it was like, man, when you ask the person like the kid, the boys, like, what why did you do that? Is I don't know. Like, believe they really don't know. Like they really don't know. They're not I thinking. I don't know why he did yeah <laughs> i'll tell you why because he knows i tell him that the video game is consuming his life yes and yes. because 
he didn't eat, the reason he know I was going to revert back to the video, video game, game. I'm going to say, shut it down. Yeah, yep, yep. So yep, he yep, says, yep. I did all the things that you would want me to so, so I could keep playing my video game. There yep, you yep. Hey, you know, see, so you, there, there is that. Um, I think I was talking to my brother about this not too long ago, and I was saying, you know, there was always there at one point it was like, oh man, I want my kids not to fall behind in technology, so I want them to be exposed to different technology. I want to have a tablet. I want them to have all this stuff because that's where the world is going. We all know that's the world where the world yeah. is going. But I'm like, I'm pretty savvy with technology. But I wasn't always on it when I was a Correct. kid. Correct. Correct. <laughs> you know, so I was like, why do I think that they need to always be on? Well, I don't think that way, but let me make that correction. I don't do not think that way. <laughs> They're not always on it. But I'm like, man, this just like, no, you guys don't need to be on it. That That's it. Just tur turn it off. That, turn it you off. had enough. Turn it off. You know, Go, analog. Go have some fun outside. Yeah, outside. Analog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no analog. <laughs> oh man, but I digress, man. You know, it's just uh it's been amazing, man, guys. You know, I I got a chance to get some time away last week. I mean, I took off for work, but then we went away for a few days, man. It was just I man, I sat on the beach and just I just sat there. I didn't call you. I didn't make yeah, sure. Yeah, you probably even call me. He didn't even call me. I even, and, I, and the time went by. I didn't even realize. I was like, man, I didn't even talk to Marlon. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Geez, I made man. sure I didn't call. Yeah, I felt like in New Jack City, but I was scratching. Shoot, I was like, man, man, I, I probably would have been. I, need man, <laughs> I probably would have been asleep when you called me, man. I was yeah, knocked down on the beach going in and out of naps. Suddenly, my sons were like, man, why don't you come out in the water? I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll be out there in a little bit, man. And you know, let me just take a quick nap real quick, man. Uh, but, you know, definitely got out there in the water a little bit with them. But, man, I mean, we're just there. I'm like, oh, it's already 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We're still we're still out here on the beach. Like, what in the world? Like, okay, yeah, that, man, I needed it. Needed, I'm rejuvenated. Um, I know you saw you started seeing some text coming, coming through again. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. When I yeah. to revive, like, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I said I'm gonna wait. I, I, I'm, yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let him initiate the contact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, but I tell you, man, I get to that point when I'm on vacation where I'm just like, all right, time to get back to work. I've been, I've been, I've been off way too long, and my brain just starts flooding with stuff. Yep. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I gotta do that. Writing this, writing this. I came home, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna go straight to clean. Clean up my whole office. I clean my whole office. All my cabinets are cleaned out. Everything. I was like, organized. My wife's like, "Oh man, we got it." Just said, "Said I had a vacation, man, and now I'm ready to get back to work." So, definitely feeling good, man. Feeling alive, um, man. We 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 are, you know, guys. We have a great guest to talk with to talk with us today, uh, and I think that's even more why I'm trying to charge up right now, man. We. Yeah, we, we talked to him a little earlier, and this this is a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, conversation. So, man, we, we're gonna get out of you guys' way, man. We've been chopping, we've been we've been talking a little bit too long. We're gonna end this podcast, and then we can continue our conversation. You guys can get on to the to hear the guest and um and uh, just learn a little bit more about why failure is so important. All right, everyone, check you guys in a minute. You've been listening to the Success Journey Show. 
You can check us out on our social media on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Also on our website, thesuccessjourneyshow.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, travelers. All right. We are here at the favorite, our favorite segment of the show where Marlon and I get to selfishly uh, guide you through a conversation of behind the behind the scenes journey of people just like yourself that are on their journey to success. And today we have none other than Justin Skinner. Justin, thank you so much for joining us on the Success Journey Show. How are you today? Good. Thanks for having me, Ricky Marlon. Really excited to be here. Oh yeah, man, thank you. It's an definitely. honor, honor to have you on the show, man. Why don't you start off with sharing with our travelers? Uh, we call them travelers. I don't know if we even broke that down too. We should call them travelers because they're on a journey, and we're on a journey with them, right? So, uh, with all of our travelers here around the world, why don't you share just who you are? Who is Justin? What is your story? Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I'm I'm a simple boy from the Midwest, I like to say. So I grew up on, on a farm. Both my grandparents were dairy farmers. So I had a lot of room to run around and get into trouble and, you know, fail uh, constantly. So and get yelled <laughs> at. So uh, that happened a lot. But I uh, grew up on a farm, learned how to work hard for sure, and then wound up uh, falling in love with sports. I, I fell in love with baseball at a young age. Mm-hmm. And I think from the time I was two and my dad, you know, threw a baseball to me, I was, I was hooked. So uh, all throughout school, I just kind of had the goal. I want to play professional baseball. And uh, so I worked towards that goal and I played high school ball and then wound up playing college baseball and thought I was, you know, all, all roads were leading to a professional career. And one of my best friends growing up when I'm getting drafted, he went like the fifth round. And so, you know, there's all these things that kind of lined up and long story short, it didn't happen. So, uh, wound up, you know, getting, getting a draft card and then kind of getting stood up, uh, almost like a date on draft day. So it kind of <laughs> didn't, didn't feel real well. Um, but after that, uh, kind of just, you know, realized I definitely needed to move on. Uh, but wound up getting into marketing. I got a graphic design degree in college uh, just as a backup, just because I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I did that and then went into marketing for uh, two years, went to publishing for two years, and then actually wound up getting fired from a publishing job. And that led to so many amazing things that have happened since. Uh, My wife and I went out after we got fired, we found a studio and we decided let's start our own thing and let's not ever put, you know, put ourselves in, in someone else's hands again. So uh, from that point, we, we worked our own studio, we got into real estate uh, and then wound up writing a book and run, run a podcast. So it's kind of a, kind of a weird journey, <laughs> if you will, but it's been fun. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Man, you know, something crazy about Maybe because I watch Smallville, Superman, all the different stuff. Not saying that you know. <laughs> <laughs> I take it as a compliment. <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, but those farm guys, you farm guys always end up playing football or baseball. Yep. It's like from the field, those guys always come football or baseball. Now, the farm life... A lot of people see it and don't understand what comes with it, the hard work that comes with it, even if it's dairy, if it's growing produce, whatever it is, but also how expensive the equipment is. 
Yeah, that's a great point. And I know I got to see that firsthand. So both, uh, obviously both my grandparents were dairy farmers. So I got to see the equipment and, you know, growing up, you just, there's tractors everywhere. There's buildings everywhere. You don't realize it. And then when I get into real estate and I step back and I think, wow, they've got all this acreage, they've got all these buildings and all these acres and they've got tractors upon tractors. It's easy to see how farmers can get behind real quick if they have one year of bad crops. Mm -hmm. And then the work ethic part, I mean, my grandpa was one of the hardest working guys I knew. And he also one of the kindest guys I knew. And, and honestly, he worked, I feel like he worked a hundred hours a week. So I got to learn that work ethic. And then I also learned that I don't know that I want to run a dairy farm because I don't want to work a hundred hours a, a week. So I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't, I didn't work quite as hard as my grandpa, but he was, he was pretty cool. Man. You went to Metropolis. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. We've got a, we've got a hobby farm. So it's like, it, we struggle to take care of like four, well, eight, eight or nine raised beds. We can't keep the weeds out. And like my grandpa's taking care of like 900 acres. So I don't know how he does it. So it's, struggle. <laughs> it's a struggle for us. <laughs> hey, man, hey, it's all good. Hey, I, um, you know, thinking about your journey and uh, thank you for giving us like that, that quick view. And we could go back and just kind of dissect it a little bit, um, you know, going through that journey of, you know, hey, I want to play professional baseball. Right. I mean, that's not that's no small feat. And, and even getting to the point where you got to um, blood, sweat and tears, hard work, training playing on different clubs or travel teams, whatever it is, getting your, going to different open workouts or, I mean, just the rigor, the rigor behind all of it, right. All the amount of games that are behind you. Right. And I don't know what position you played. Uh, what position did you play? What was your, I was middle infield and I pitched. So I was a two way player. Oh man. Yeah. So, you know, you were, you were in it and um, you get all the way through, you know, through college and, you've hit that first that I don't know if it's the first obstacle, but one of your obstacles there, right? Like, yeah. Hey, this has been a dream since I was two years old. Like I love this thing, but I can't go any further. Yeah. Like how, how did you face that, that wall there? Like it wasn't anything that you did or that you didn't do. It was just like, no, I was not chosen to go past this point. Yeah, no, Ricky, that's a great question. Um, I mean, for me, it was really hard to be completely honest. Uh, it was pretty crushing to have a dream that, like you said, you sacrifice for, um, you know, there were plenty of times where I couldn't go on family vacations cause I'm playing baseball somewhere or, you know, I, I can't go to a party because I'm traveling like, or whatever it is, you know, you can't mm -hmm. hang out with friends. There are a lot of sacrifices like in, you know, the character, uh, arena or even just hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, like you're saying. Um, but honestly getting to that point where you feel like you're so close to that dream like, and I just want a chance. I don't care if I'm drafted in the 77th round. I just want a chance to go prove that I can play with anyone. Uh, and then to have it just kind of taken away. I mean, to be completely honest, when I was watching the draft, I think it was like around round 30, I saw a high school kid get picked by the Cubs who was supposed to they were supposed to draft me, which I don't know how I feel about the Cubs anymore, but whatever. <laughs> um, we're not, you're not rooting for them during the season. Yeah, yeah. probably not. Probably not. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I just, I, I shut my computer and I just, I was by myself and I just cried for like five minutes. I mean, it's crushing. Oh. And, and, and I think, you know, what you talk about on the show and I think what I want people to understand is for me, obviously I could have just sat in the corner. I could have been like, you know, God, this isn't fair. What, what are you doing? Like, this doesn't make any sense. 
since. Uh, but I actually had a, a wedding to go to. So I kind of packed up my stuff. I got ready and I went and my fiance was there and she just, you know, looked at me and I just shook my head and, you know, it was kind of this, uh, this, unsaid or unspoken, uh, connection. But I think from that point, I just knew we were, we were getting married soon. We had talked about, you know, we're going to get married. We're going to travel in the minor leagues. It's going to be tough, but we're going to do it. And for some reason, I just had this piece that I just wasn't supposed to do that. And I know I could have mm-hmm. gone and played independent ball and like chased and, and tried, but for some reason, I just felt inside my spirit that it was like, take everything yeah. you've learned, everything you've sacrificed, and we're going to transition to something else. I didn't know why I didn't understand why I just tried to walk forward. And that was one of the seeds that was first planted, honestly, of that was a big failure. I mean, if you really think about it, I spent 18 years of my life right. busting my butt to prepare to do that. And then when you sacrifice that long, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. and it hurts and it hurts. I can imagine it hurts even more. Not imagine. I know it hurts even more where it wasn't like, hey, you can pin back, pinpoint back to a workout you should have done or, or, or an exercise you should have done or this or that. No, you, I, you were playing with the top of the top. You, you, can, you can play with these guys. It just came down to a matter of a selection, right? And, you know, we have a lot of people that are going through different journeys where there, there are things where we got we to get them driven. We have to get them to dream. We got to get them to have that drive, right? Um, and inform that discipline, right? Um, but yeah, Marlon's showing this shirt there, right? Uh, for all those on the podcast, uh, just listening. By the way, jump over to YouTube and you can see, you can see all of our beautiful faces here. You see Clark, but, um, Clark Kent over there. Yeah, Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I really think I really think you could have made a super. You, you could have went into acting and been Superman. I'm telling I should, you, I should pan over and show you the cornfields beside me, but I won't. I know. Hey, so <laughs> while Ricky was talking to you about and, you, and, and not to make fun of your story of, of, of yeah. you not making baseball, yeah. I was thinking your granddad said, "Listen here, Clark. We're from Krypton. If you go to the MLB." Everybody's gonna know you have powers. I you love cannot, it. You cannot go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> this guy, man, cutting me off and making jokes, man. Come on, man. Yeah, I know where you are, Ricky. People, we gotta motivate people. We gotta motivate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, we we usually have that audience when we gotta motivate them, but you know, we don't often get a chance to talk to the people that go to that point where listen, you, you gave it all, like you gave it all like that, that you gave it everything. But like you said, Justin, something came over you to say, Hey, you know what? Let me pivot. Let me take everything I have and let me shift it. You said you could have gone through the independent route. You could have gone. And I know probably people that you know have gone that route and things of that nature and really kept trying and try to walk on and go call other clubs and try to get it. But he was like, Hey, let me take everything that I have. And then let me pivot. Now, now here's a question for you. <clears throat> Did you recognize what you, everything that you had at that point that you could say, Hey, let me take it from this bucket and move it to another bucket. No, no. To be yeah. like just straightforward. No. I think at the time I just was highly frustrated. I didn't understand it, but again, I just 
kept walking forward and I'm like, well, we're going to figure something out. I'm not just going to sit and sulk, but no, I was, I think I was frustrated, honestly, for probably three or four years uh, of just like, this doesn't make sense. And you talk about, you know, thinking about workouts, you know, there were times like I, I should have worked harder. There were times where I should have stayed an extra hour at practice. I could have worked harder and got to a point and put myself in a position, a better position. And so you carry around that guilt too. It's like, well, you know, it's on me. I could have worked harder. I could have trained harder, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, I'd say there was a three or four year period where I was just, I was frustrated. I just didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't, I didn't know. I, for some reason I thought that was my purpose in life. And then when it didn't happen, I'm like, well, that sucks. Gotta, gotta pivot into something. Wow. Yeah. So now how, how do you, and, and that's, that's a hard frame of mind. Cause like Ricky said, there's not a lot of people that make, just to make it to collegiate sport for t- for college to say, hey, we're going to give you a scholarship. Come here and play for us. We love how you play. Then you're there. You're you're kicking butt. Then you th- then you didn't make it there. Now you have to pivot. And now you're telling your fiance, hey, I'm going to go get this marketing job. I got this. Thank God I paid attention in college, <laughs> and, I, and I just did this eat f- sunflower seeds and chew whatever you have baseball players do. And and I didn't. And, and um, now I'm in marketing. But now, like you're saying, those three years where you have to compartmentalize when you're at work doing marketing, you have to say, yeah, man, this is where I'm. But you're still for those three years, you're thinking like, how do you yeah. how, do you think that affected you actually on that job or what? how did that work out for you? Yeah, I know. I think it taught me so much because in the moment, and I think there's a lot of people on this journey too, where, you know, maybe they're somewhere and I, I got to see like an amazing example in so many older men. Like, I mean, my father-in-law who's been so consistent in work for mm-hmm. 40 years, you know, there's so many people that are in that job that maybe this isn't, they're just calling and it's just, they're, they're doing it. They're sacrificing for their family. For me, I was like, you know what, I can complain and I can do all this, but I want to do the best job I could do. And that was from my, my dad always push that into me. Like no matter what you're doing, um, do the best you can do. And I remember, uh, you know, working warehouse jobs when I was in high school and he's like, don't complain, just do your job. And I think that stuck with me. And so at that moment when, you know, I'm designing or doing marketing stuff, even though it's not, I, I just, I don't have a love for it. I'm doing my best to try and learn where I'm at and then hopefully build skills to lead to something else. And I think that's what I learned more than anything was taking those skills uh, of marketing and then transferring it again and going back to baseball, like character skills, hard work ethics, skills, whatever it was, those don't just disappear. You build those and then you transition to the next phase. And I think that's what what it taught me. Hmm. And I love the other phase of now now to get the exciting part of your life. For me, really, I know I I would have loved for you to make it to the MLB and I knew you, but uh, now that you you did it and you marketing job market, a you just get fired from 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 a job and you put in your mind you say you know what happened I'm gonna go the independent route of Definitely. owning owning my own and doing my own thing. So you start with a studio. You say how usher us into that and. Explain us how you and your wife, or if she's still your fiance at that time, she's your wife at that time. She's my wife at that time. Yep. Okay, so your wife, you're explaining to your wife, and what kind of person she is that she's like, "All right, baby, let's go. We're gonna go. We're gonna go all in on this." Explain that whole dynamic of you and her sitting down and the choices that you're making at that time. 
yeah, it's kind of a funny interaction because I got fired on a Monday morning. It was about nine o'clock. I got a call mm-hmm. from my boss. He said, because I worked in Arkansas, so I'd go down once a week. So I work from home. So he called me. He said, Hey, this isn't working out. We're going to have to let you go. And I kind of sat back and I didn't really know what to say. And then, you know, we got off the phone and I called in Kendra, who's my wife. And I said, Hey, Kendra, guess what? I just got fired. And she goes, well, what? And so at that point, she's like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to, do you want to go get coffee? Or I'm like, no, let's go find a space. I don't want to waste any time. Let's go find. So we literally drove out from like 15 minutes after I got fired, we hopped in the car, we drove to downtown Springfield and we just looked for a building we could afford. And we found a beat up building with broken glass and just, it was kind of in rough shape. And we called the owner and we said, Hey, if we fix this place up, will you give us cheap rent? And luckily enough he did. And so we fixed it up. It took us about a month and we got in and kind of started rolling. And we were in there for, I don't know, a couple of years, cheap rent. And then that led to buying the building eventually because he wanted to sell it. I mean, it's just, it's crazy looking back all the doors that line up when you think something bad happens and then you just keep moving forward. I, I don't mm. know how to say, you just keep moving forward. But mm. so, and, and hopefully that's something that I didn't miss, but you brought, bought the building to do what? Like what, 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 what was it? Clarify that again for us. I said, yeah. Hey, I got fired. She's like, Oh, what do you want to do? Like, okay, let's, uh, let's go buy a building. Yeah, well, we didn't buy the building. Well, at first. The building I mean, rent, rent, lease. Yeah, yep. leasing, leasing, lease, lease, yep. space, a studio. Yeah. Like, what were you? What were your intentions with this studio? And that you had this grand plan to say, "Hey, we can go ahead and buy a studio now, and we'll make something work." Yeah. So we had been on the side for a while, probably. I don't know, 18 months, we had been taking stock photography and doing some other things like freelancing on the side. So at that point we thought, Hey, let's go get a studio. We'll stu- we'll shoot more stock photography in there. And that's all stock photography is a whole nother crazy uh, rabbit trail. We can go down if you want. Yeah. But we just, yeah, we decided to, to get in that and uh, basically, Hey, if you build it, they will come. And we're like, well, let's give it a shot. So at that point I felt like we had nothing to lose. We'll just, we can go get jobs somewhere else if it fails. Uh, yeah. And again, that kind of goes back to maybe the attitude of like, if I fail, so what? Who, who cares? Mm. You, you have a quote here. It says failure is a gift. Yeah. Failure is a gift. Talk talk to us a little bit about that. Like what, what talk about the gift and the failure, especially in, as you're explaining this um, moment in your life here. Yeah. Yeah. I think I really do believe that failures are gifts and maybe the biggest reason why is, is when you fail at something, if you can understand it from a, maybe a different perspective that that failures, those are actually what teaches us. It's not the successes. So we talk about success and success and success. All, all my success, any success I can claim was built on the back of failure. And that's the biggest thing. And that for me, I can look back and be thankful for the time I got fired. I can be thankful for the time that I didn't get drafted like I wanted to, or, you know, all these little moments. And it's, it's funny, the more I think about the times I failed are some of the biggest, you know, learning lessons where when that next opportunity came, I already knew "Ah, I've already tried that. I'm prepared in this way. Um, So that's why I really do feel like failures are gifts. And if you can look at them and failures can really weigh you down and they can honestly be a heavy burden on, on you if you don't see them in the right light. But I, what I want to do is just convince people that failures, failures can lift you up instead of weigh you down. Uh, It's just how you look at them. Mm. You are talking to me 
because I've been trying to, and Ricky knows, I'm, Ricky knows, I've been trying to, I have this thing called that you have good trauma, that the trauma that you go to, it could be the same trauma, but if you look at it at a certain angle or certain perspective, it can be good, just like what you're talking about. And throughout my life, everything that I've gone through that's been somebody else would have thought that was a bad, that actually springboard me yeah. to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Because instead of me waking up in the morning and saying, like, you know, everybody want to tell their story now. They're not, they're not saying, yeah, I failed. And that helped me to, they're like, yeah, man, I want everybody to, I failed. And they want to tell you all these bold stories. And I, I got, I, this happened to me and this happened to me. And it's never a good, it's like they want people to be like, I want to be the victim, not, sorry, people, I'm not victim shame. I'm just saying, I want to be the victim in the story versus this is how I use this situation to springboard me to something else. And because I've failed before, I understand when failure comes again, it's a process for me just to use it to go to this. So you are, you're kind of con- solidifying and concrete in my thoughts because that's how I think about failure. I think that failure should only be looked at as negative, but if you look at it as a positive, it could actually do great things in your life. So I love, I love the saying um, uh, uh, um, uh, about failure. Yeah. And I agree. And I think it's, it's super interesting what kind of what you're talking about, but I guess, I guess if you can, can almost see failures as a way to connect us and humanize it or humanize us, that's the other thing I love about it is that we almost have these one-up stories of success stories. Mm -hmm. When in my mind, we should be sharing like one-upping failure stories. Like, oh man, that one time I I did this, I crashed so hard, but here's what I learned. Let me share it with you. That to me is, is beneficial for everyone. Yeah. Yes. And you say that we say failure. I just want to make sure we clarify that we're not saying um, re- repeated failure on the same thing over and over and over yeah. again. Correct. Without learning. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not, you're not just what, I mean, then again, you look at, you know, Thomas Edison, like a thousand times in the, the you know, thousand and one, he, he gets it. And so are all those yeah. thousand failures, um, single fails or are they one big fail? I don't know that maybe that's like theological. I don't have to. No, no, no. That's, no. That's, yeah. We're yeah. on the success journey show to talk about these things. man. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 just knowing the engineering about around that, I'm not going to have to get too technical is every time you fail, you have to tweak the formula. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Every time you fail, you got to go back to the drawing board and say, all right, let me try connecting these wires this way, right? Let me try developing this mathematics. You know, it's always adding on to what you thought your original hypothesis was and building upon that and upon that and upon that until you get something that works. And then once you get something that works, you do it again, right? And you keep, that's where innovation is birth. So, you know, I love what you're saying, man, and and the failure, but also I love what you haven't, you haven't said uh, directly, but indirectly you said, Hey, you know, we started off, you know, we got this studio, we ended up buying the building, which was not a plan when you bought this, when you rented the studio and how you failing, not only put you in a position to succeed in other areas, but as you begin succeeding, it grew 
to a point where you weren't even expecting it to, but you just kept moving forward. Like talk about just the opportunities that have opened up for you. I know you said it in the beginning, but I want you to talk about it again. The opportunities that you have opened up for you, but specifically the ones where you sit back now, you and your wife and you're like, man, we, we never thought this would happen right here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can go back to to when we had the opportunity to buy the building. We had oh, no so really thought of real estate, uh, but we actually sat down and we said, hey, we've got to figure out a retirement thing because if we're going to keep going with this independent, we've got to figure out some, you know, some way to keep going if something happens. So with that, it's funny, you start talking about things and then opportunities come. And then when it came, we were prepared. We ran the numbers and we basically bought the building with three apartments and the apartments were full. So when we bought the building, we basically got to drop our rent payment in the building, like all the, you know, the lofts covered the the mortgage payment. So we were kind of in a space where like, is it really this easy? Like, is it, is this, you know, are all the numbers? And, and obviously we, and that goes back to a whole nother conversation of like, just getting lucky and the timing being right. Because it wasn't mm. like we were just, you know, I knew the real estate market, like the back of my hand. I think there's a lot of that too, that, and, and, and I haven't made every right decision, but I've been lucky a few times and the timing has been perfect. So I think that's another case of just, you know, maybe staying humble or being, you know, uh, living in humility and, and know, knowing that you, I don't have the answer to everything all the time, but again, I'm going to try my best at whatever I do. And when I fail or when I have the wrong answer, I'm not going to beat myself up too much. I'm not going to beat up other people. We're just going to keep moving forward. Yeah. Can you define luck? Because the, the define can you define luck for me what you think um the luck that you stumbled on or the luck that came your way define luck for me because a lot of people just will look at you and say man justin you are lucky yeah yeah explain that luck that you're talking I'll, about i'll define it how my dad always told me growing up he said the harder you work the luckier you get and he told me that <laughs> over and over and i know you guys have heard that too but that's really a, i i think luck is yeah a combination of timing and opportunity and preparedness i mean it's just yes there can be people can get lucky and you know you could have luck as winning a, a lotto ticket or luck as being prepared in the right time and the right opportunity presents itself. So yes, I think I've been lucky in more ways than one. I've been lucky being prepared and I've been lucky unprepared and just meeting a random stranger and have a conversation on, on the side of the side of the street. So, but again, it goes back to, I feel like a lot of our success over the years, if we really look back, we weren't the best designers. We weren't the best real estate people, but we just, we tried to be kind to people overall. And I think it paid off. Like, I think there were people that wanted to work with us. And again, it's, I'm not, I'm not the most kind person in the world. I'm not like the, you know, I'm not always happy, but I think just trying to get outside ourselves really helped. Cause again, we weren't, we weren't the best in our field. We weren't, you know, the cheapest, we weren't the most expensive, but for some reason we just would form relationships and, Again, I go back to be timing and lucky and opportunity. It's just funny looking back. I, I don't even, sometimes I don't even know. It's, I, I, I just go back to you just, we move forward together and we see what happens. Yeah. yeah. One, one thing I, I want to bring out to Justin, and I, I, I love listening to stories um, and our job on this podcast is ask the questions that our listeners may be 
and they're in their car like, but what about this? What about that? Right. So, um, you know, one thing I want to bring out in your story is and however it played out on your end. But, you know, you said you guys were able to take this risk and buy and release a, a, a property. Now, some people, they get fired from a job. They don't have the opportunity to yeah. say, hey, let me go lease a building like they don't have that structure set up. They don't have savings. They don't have this. You know, talk about being I don't know if it's lucky or whatever, being prepared for a situation like that to where you have an option to go now and lease a building and actually take that risk to go and start your own or, or I want to say start, expand your freelancing business that you guys had already launched? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'll go back a little bit and then I'll go back a little further. Uh, having the money in the bank prepared to do something like that, we had been working on for about 18 months. So my wife had been, was a barista at a coffee shop and we had been doing the stock photo stuff, but in freelancing. So everything we made on the side, aside from our full-time jobs, we were just throwing away in another, like a savings account. So mm. we were building that nest egg and we weren't spending it. And that was the other thing that really helped us to be completely honest. Uh, people would ask, you know, what's your budget? And we lived, I mean, honestly, I think we lived on like $26,000 a year for like 10 straight years. We just didn't expand it. So as we made more money, I think that one of the biggest keys was we just filtered all that right back either into real estate or the business. We didn't go out and we didn't buy new cars and we didn't buy, we just lived on that 26,000. And that, that was massive. Looking back, that was massive. Yeah. Going back even further, I think I was super lucky to have so many just amazing mentors around me growing up. And I think they prepared me for situations. They, they gave me confidence and, you know, encouragement in certain situations. And I think that prepared me to take a risk. And, you know, again, at the end of the day, if something happens, uh, I've still got family and friends that believe in me. And so the mentors I had around me was another aspect of being prepared to jump in. And then if I didn't know how to do something, I could reach out and say, Hey, I'm really struggling here. Can you help me? And I think that went a long way too. Mm, I love it. I love, I'm so glad I asked that question. Cause somebody yeah. was, somebody was sitting there wondering like, man, Oh, they got a loan. Some, their dad gave them some money. Um, uh, our grandpa came from the farm and gave you a, a pot of money. Uh, the, uh yeah, you went back to Krypton and got your money, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I will say too, we actually went to, I will talk about the dad thing. We went to several banks to try and get a $10,000 loan to start the business and got rejected time and time again. And my dad had to come in and sign on the bank note, but we paid it off in like a year, but he did have to come in. So again, that's like the people around us. Yeah. He took a risk and signed with us, but you know, at the end of the day, um, we tried and, and I don't know if it wasn't for my dad sign, co-signing that, who knows, we might not got that loan and we might've been in a completely different space. So I don't want to say it was all me by any means. And it was again, people around us that believed in us and they were willing to like, sign their name on the dotted line and say, well, I hope you pay this back. Yeah. 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 I mean, Justin, I'm Justin, man, the way you're sharing this story is, is beautiful because, you know, I, I could tell you right now without knowing you intimately outside of this conversation, but what you shared and the results of what you've gotten and the dedication you've had to even a sport, your, your father saw something in you that yeah. man, you probably, you, you we, I don't know if you have any kids yet, but we see things in our in our kids that they're not even seeing themselves, right? And 
as much as your dad, he could have been humming or whatever it may have been. Like, oh man. But at the end of the day, he saw, this is what Justin does. Like, this is what he does. When he puts himself into something, he goes as far as he can. And he's my son. Right. And, you know, a lot of people would say they'll find what we try to do is try to eliminate a lot of excuses because, you know, um, on, on this, on this podcast, a lot of people will say, oh, man, I don't have anyone to sign for me. Like after everything we said, right, they don't say take that one thing. Like, Why don't I have anyone to sign? Listen, people, Justin said it's so, so good. The people that you surround yourself, the people that are around you, people that see who you are, what you're about and what you can produce to believe in you and that you're going to do something with the energy that they put out into your space. Listen, before his father gave him $10,000 or signed for $10,000, he had given Justin so many assignments in life or whatever, whatever he did well or didn't do well. He already had an assessment of what he was going to do with whatever he, the opportunities that he gave him. So what I'm asking, saying to all of our travelers, what assessment has been given to you in any endeavor that you have in your life, whether it be on your job, you know, as your boss, have you passed the assessments your boss has given you by fulfilling the projects that he has assigned or she has assigned to you? Uh, has it been your, 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 your parents in particular? Has it been your circle of friends? Uh, has it been any of these people that seen your book of work and said, hey, I have enough confidence in this individual that I want to see them succeed. So I'm going to go out on the limb or connect them with someone that can go out and really help them move forward. And that's what we're talking about here. And I, I want to make sure everyone really gets that because everyone has control of that aspect of it. Right. Um, so I, I don't want Justin to even minimize that. Oh, I didn't do it myself. Yeah, I know you didn't do it yourself. You had people around you and all that kind of support around you. But there was still an element that you had to prove that, hey, I'm about my business. You had your wife that was hoping that you're going to be an MLB player. And at the, yeah, <laughs> Luckily, say, she stuck with me. <laughs> and she stuck with you through this whole thing. Like, that's a that's a big thing right there. Right. Go ahead, Marlon. Rick, and a lot of times, let me tell you something. And people won't. You're saying this and people, Justin, if you want to validate what I'm saying, please. And if you want to contradict what I'm saying, please do that also. A lot of times the money is the easiest thing to get. Mm-hmm. The idea and growing the idea to whatever the money is enabling it is the hardest part. I don't know if you can contradict me or say that's correct. No, I agree. I agree with you. I think the money's out there. I think the grit and the determination, the ideas are what's lacking. So I agree with you. The money's there. You just got to show up and work for it. Yeah. 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 How do you feel about real estate now? I love real estate. So now that you've got your, you, you, you see, you've seen your first project, boom, boom, you buy it. Um, you have the three apartments upstairs, residual income. Now your, now your studio's kind of free. So all the money that was coming in, if you're paying $20,000 $20, a year for the spot, I'm just giving a number, not knowing. If you're yeah. paying $20,000, now that $20,000 can turn around to do something else because you're not paying that $20,000 for that spot because people upstairs from you, they're paying for that. How 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 is your approach now to that portion now that you free up some money and you're actually an owner and you have equity in your building? What yeah. What is your approach now and have you gone on to other real estate um, um, tasks. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so once we started, we bought that building, I went out, I'm a re I'm an avid reader. I went out and bought books and I bought tax strategies and I bought like how to buy real estate, how to run cap rates, all this stuff. So I basically dove in. So fast forward. Yes, we've got, I think we've got like 16 or 17 units now. And the first, you know, the last, the last four or five that we have uh, purchased, we built from the ground up and mm. that's a whole nother play where it's, yes. you know, you're building and then you get equity. So yes, we have again, grown from that. And uh, one of my best friends growing up, he's an estate planner. And so I get to bounce ideas off him all the time. So again, it's just that network. And I loved Ricky, what you said about energy, because it's so true. If you have people around you that believe in you, or even just smile instead of saying, Hey, you're Justin, you're going to start a po podcast or you're going to write a book. That's, that's pretty hard. Are you sure you're, you know, you're up for that? Are you going to do like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you either have that or you have someone saying, um, do it. That That's awesome. You can do it. How can I help? How can I point you in the right direction? The energy part of that is so crucial. You have to have people encouraging you because it's, it's really easy to drag you down. It's a lot harder to lift you up. So if you can find people that can encourage, um, even if it's through books or, or other things, and I know it's kind of a side trail and I'll get back to real estate, but long story short, I still love real estate. My wife and I still invest probably 80% of our capital that we can back into real estate and the other 20% in other investment areas that when we can. But for me, real estate, the cash flow and portion of real estate, the tax advantage of real estate gives us the freedom to be able to travel and do what we want. And honestly, for the most part, it's pretty passive. So we, we love real estate. Yeah. I personally think that the, uh, you know, you talk to your friend, the estate planner. So he could tell you that a lot of people, what build their estate is that real estate. They have that and they are able to pull all that money and even for your family later on in life. Now, I, I don't want to just brush over because you've mentioned it numerous times and we haven't dived into it. That networking that you do, because right now people think just because I'm inst on Instagram, I'm networking. Yeah. Yeah, no. And somebody sat right beside them on a train or a bus or plane or wherever they are, but they were doing this. Hey, I'm networking on my phone, man. Hey, oh, hey let me move over. You probably have COVID and went back to their Instagram. <laughs> Talk about that networking and how your approach is to the networking and how it has um, propelled you. Yeah, I would say over the last two years. So I joined a mastermind. I don't know how familiar you guys are with masterminds, but uh, go. There's a mastermind called Go Abundance, and I was a part of that for two years. Um, and the growth that I saw in two years, just from being around other guys across the country, it was really interesting timing because it was about when it was about the time when COVID hit. So basically, I got to see views from all over the country and tech, on, honestly, all over the world from guys that are like, "Hey, this is what's happening here. This is what's happening here." Well, that same network once you build that out and it takes time to form relationships. Well, then you call and say, Hey, what's happening in real estate over there? Or I've got this deal. I've never come across this. And you put it out there and you've got 500 guys that can, that can speak to it and say, Oh man, I've been through that. Let me help you. Let's hop on a call. That is invaluable. So uh, that has been a, a big one. And then honestly, I just joined. So uh, loved go for some reason, I felt a piece about it was time to transition. I met another guy who runs a mastermind called Iron Sharpens Iron. His name's Aaron Walker. He's really just an amazing guy. So I actually just joined his mastermind. So I'm really excited about that. But just the vulnerability and ability to 
come in and say, you know, I need help in this area, whether it's real estate or whether it's like, Hey, I just had like the same fight with my wife that I've had 50 times in a row. Can you help me? That is just so amazing because you, what you have is you have a circle of people around you that aren't in your vicinity necessarily, or that have grown up with you that get a peer in and say, it's okay. I've been there before. I see where you're failing. If you'll allow it, let me let me give you some advice. So for me, masterminding has just, I feel like just catapulted my my success journey. Mm. I love it, man. Uh, yeah, there's so Rick. much in that. <laughs> there's so much. Yeah. Hey, and, and um, you talk, Rick, before you go, I'm gonna let you go because I don't want to hog it, bullguard it. Um, your guy that you said that um Aaron, you said he, he just built that. He pronounced it, yeah, Aaron. Yeah. Aaron. Aaron. Okay. If he's watching, I'm not making fun of your name, brother. Um, but if um if you can, man, we'd love to get him on the show because I think that's oh, another yeah. thing that people have been missing is that those think tanks, and just like you're saying, it's not it's not just the business-wise, it's just like you said, I've had this fight with my wife 50 times. It's affecting the household, it's affecting our business. Yeah. Da, 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 somebody there that, that, that could give you another vantage point. So if it, it um after this, um when we're finished, man, we'd love to, or you could talk to Aaron. Aaron. I it took me A-run. a while too. So it pronounced A-run. I had never heard it, but it's A, it's like instead of B run, it's A run. A run. Okay. Yeah. Now, it took you, me a while too. They call most people call him Big A. So Okay. So yeah. if Big A yeah. can get on the show, Big A, you listen to this, man. We'd love to have you on your show. So I will we can connect close the loop. for sure. Yep, definitely. He is he is a hundred times the guy I am. So you you I I think you'll love him. He's a good guy. All right. Uh, hey Rick, back it, to you. It. Back to you, Rick. Yeah, Justin, <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> Justin. Um the book. Yeah, you know, let's talk about the book. I, you know, yeah. you, you sat down and you said, Hey, you know, let 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 me put some thoughts together. Um it said uh the the the, the sub subtitle uh, other than professional failure is the name of the book, um, using the gifts of failure to better yourself and those around you, um, use the gifts you've been given, you know, so you get to the point where you have, you pivoted well, right. You, you, you now you took everything you've learned in terms of the the diligence and there's a dedication from baseball, teamwork, all those different things. Um, the strategy, you know, applied it to, uh, business, real estate, all those different things, marriage, right? Um, and now you, what gave you the spark to say, hey, I, I want to write a book. And what should this book be? Who should I speak to in this book? Tell us a little bit about that journey. Then tell us a little bit about some of the highlights of the book and where someone yeah. can go and buy that book. Yeah. So I started writing. I wasn't a writer. Um, I, I call myself a writer now cause I write. So it makes sense, I guess. But, uh, I had a friend who was starting a magazine, uh, like a luxury magazine. It's called the Kinsman journal. And he sat down with me and, uh, my, my wife and I have been going through like a infertility or delayed fertility journey, whatever you want to call it for the last, you know, decade or 12 years. So anyway, he came to me and said, man, I want to do this. I want real raw stories from men. And then I want to put it in this magazine. So I wrote a story on infertility. Uh, long story short, I, I wound up, it was very therapeutic for me. Um, it wound up, I feel like healing kind of a part of me took away some anger. So I thought, well, 
you know, maybe this writing thing, there's something to it. So I kept writing. And then again, going back to the mastermind, I, I within go there's this little breakout circle. So I was a part of uh, a little breakout circle that had, I don't know, eight or nine published authors. And so I could jump in there and be like, Hey guys, I'm writing. Uh, how do I do this? How do I structure? And literally they would say, this is how I structure it. I break everything out into categories and then I write four to 500 words a day. And then we combine, we make, basically they gave me the recipe, how to do it. Yeah. So from that point, that to me gave me confidence, man, I can, I can write. I honestly didn't know what I was going to write. And I know I, I, the title is professional failure. I didn't have that title until, you know, the end, I just kind of wrote and it kind of, the more I thought about it, the more I kept writing about failures and what it takes to get through failures. And it kind of just formed, I just wrote and then it made sense. And then I thought, okay, well, professional failure. I, I, a lot of people don't like being called failure. So I was like, I'll just call myself a, a professional failure and we'll, we'll see where it goes. But that's kind of the genesis of it. Uh, and again, just, it, it's one of those things. And it's funny because, uh, the book's not perfect. I'm not perfect. But everyone I talked to said, you just, you got to write the book. You got to get to a point where you release it to the world and then you stop editing it. You still, you just, you just release it and you see where it goes. Mm, yeah. Every it. time he opened his mouth is you, you take me down a rabbit hole and I would go so many different places. <laughs> I'm happy to go down many rabbit holes. So just, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love that. You know, when you said, you know, write your 300, 400, 500, I've heard as well, words a day um, in your book. Just knowing every day, you know, you're just carving out that time. It's like, hey, and it's not about, you know, how long it takes. It's about the words. I got to get the words. I got to get the words. Yeah. And, you, and you realize as you're doing that, you know, sometimes you get so engrossed in what you're writing that you're like, oh, man, I did a thousand words, you know, not even not even thinking about it just because you committed to that discipline of doing that three to four hundred uh, words per day. Um, now that you have, you know, embarked in this area here as, as an author and congratulations to being an author here. Yeah, thank you. Um, what. What do you see see next, like for for you and and Kendra? Like, what, yeah. what do you see next in, in in your endeavors? Yeah, well, if I can be raw right now, so like three, what was it? No, it was like four hours ago. We had to put down our little puppy dog. She got cancer, so we had to put her down. Mm -hmm. That was super that traumatic. Super like trying to keep her in there. While, anyway, it was just so. All that to say, I'm. And I've been kind of in a sour mood all afternoon and just kind of angry. Um, so again, it's another moment where it's like, well, what the heck? Why, why did that happen? Like she was young. It shouldn't have happened, you know? So all that to say, I don't know, but I keep things that keep happening in my life. I just kind of turn back to reading and writing. And for some reason, there's this therapy for me. Um, and I know, you know, it's, it's been said throughout history that, you know, writing's the cheapest form of therapy. But uh, for me, I think just going back to writing, I do think there's more writing in my future. There's more books. I think there's possibly writing for my wife's uh, future as well. So I don't know. I just am drawn to writing right now for some reason. There's a piece to it. Like I talked about, you know, like getting to the end of my baseball journey and just having a piece to walk away from it. Well, there's a piece to walk towards writing right now. I don't know why. I don't know what it's going to turn into. But again, like you mentioned, Ricky disciplines. Um, I'm just starting a discipline in the morning and I'm writing every morning. I'm blocking off an hour in the morning and I 
read for an hour. I write for an hour. It doesn't matter how many words I get out, how terrible it is. I'm just creating that discipline and we'll see where it goes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, right, Marley. I just feel like um, the rabbit hole that you brought me down was, I feel like there's guys out there that that's going through that infertility stuff that you're, you're, you're talking about. And I want you just to take a time and talk to those guys because yeah. Right now, there's probably somebody driving in the car. They're going home to their wife. They're going through the same situation, and they need to hear somebody. It's it's cool to hear from somebody that has kids, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it's but somebody that's that went through it or somebody that's understanding it. I want you to put it, talk to these guys and and, and ladies and, and and help them through that. Yeah. So if I can just speak to it from the middle of it, the the weirdest thing and the hardest thing is just not having a finish line. I know like going back to putting our, our little puppy down today, there's a finality to it. Like she's suffering, but you know, we're going to, we have to put her down. It's the right choice, but then there it's over. Well, with infertility, you just feel like this, you're in this dark tunnel. There is no light. You're just kind of wandering around and you're feeling for what's next. It's a really sucky feeling. All that to say, you can get through it. We're still getting through it. And it's one of those things you just keep walking, keep moving forward. And we actually had a, a couple, we we did a like a three-week Greece trip like three years ago. And we met a couple randomly. And I, I don't say random because I don't think a lot of things are random. But we met them in Greece. And we sat down next to them at the table and uh, started talking with them. And they were going through infertility as well. Well, uh, we kind of, we traded numbers. We kind of checked in. Well, about a month ago, he sent me kind of a text out out of the blue and, and I just felt like something was off. So I asked how he was and long story short, lo and behold, him and his wife wound up never having kids and they actually got a divorce and it Mm -hmm. broke our heart because it, it's that heavy, like it's heavy. But if I can tell you anything, and that's why I want to keep writing and talking about it. You can get through it with your spouse. You can get through it with your wife or your husband. Um, it's possible. You just have to walk forward together because it's really heavy. Um, and again, we don't, we don't know. There's no light. We don't know if we're going to be able to have kids or, you know, whether we should adopt, we just, we don't know. There's this uncertainty. So if I can give any hope, it's just grab your spouse's hand and walk forward together. That's, that's the best advice I can give. Mm. Yes. I love it. I love it. Man, man, Justin, I, Man, I appreciate everything that you have shared with us, um, man. Yeah, and I, you know, I didn't mean it for it to be so heavy. I hope we no, didn't. No, 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 no. This <laughs> oh, is perfect. Hey, is Justin, perfect. somebody needed, just like those guys in Greece, you met somebody needed that. I'm telling you, 100% somebody needed that. I don't care if it's even one, but somebody needed it. Somebody needed it. And, 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 and to kind of bring it full circle, you know, everything that we've been talking about, it's one of those things where you can take life and you can look at life and the things that life gives you. And people say, Hey, you can take, what do you take? Lemons, you make lemonade or you yeah. look at cer- certain circumstances and you can go, you know, uh, uh, tr- negative trauma versus positive trauma, all the different things. And at the end of the day, you know, it's hard. It's hard. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It is difficult. It is yeah. hard. Um, people go, uh, with, with health conditions, people have uh, 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 um, uh, even mental conditions, every, uh, family conditions, all these different things that you can be possibly be birthed into or develop along the way. 
Um, my everyone here knows my story. My wife, she developed uh, breast cancer, and thank mm-hmm. God, you know, she's uh, in in remission uh, now. But you know, it's just you know we had these conversations often of you know why me? Like why why is it why is this? And man, one thing that I I, I really really appreciate Justin and what you bring and sharing to us with us is that. that what you just said, like, take your wife's hand and move forward. Walk, walk together forward. Yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. And, and and I don't know who that was for out the out there, but there's someone out there that's at that pivotal point in their life where they want to give up because the things that they've been going after have not come into fruition. Yeah. They tried hard. They did everything in their power, um, and it, it seems like the outcome is not in their favor. And I'm just going to encourage you, just like Justin did, and said, hey, whatever you got to do, I don't care if you take your friend, take your mentor, take whatever it is by the hand and just walk, walk forward. forward. Yep. Walk exactly. forward, man. And that brings it all the way back full circle to when you got the news. Hey, man, yeah, you're not going to make it right. This is it. You know, you're not going to the MLB. You know, you come to any game you want to come to, but you won't be on the field. You're right. Yep. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and you say, you know what, I'm going to keep walking forward. As painful as it was, you know, you kept walking forward and you walked into something even more beautiful than you could even have imagined in life. Agreed. And, and I, yeah. I thank you so much for sharing that. Marlon, were you going to say something? I I, I, say, man, yeah, I, I, I don't want to mess up this moment. I just I, I, I thank Justin, man. I, um, like you said, everything doesn't happen per chance or whatever. I think it was a real reason for you to be on the show. And um. I just want to hear, I, just, I really want to follow your story, read your writings, um, get inspired, because I'm always inspired by people that are doing things um, like, like we are. We like to be around there. Probably even try to, Ricky and I jump on the thing, on the masterminds, just like you with, um, with Big A and everything like that. But we, we, we definitely appreciate you coming on this show, being raw, like you said, because a lot of people, you know, they try to, mask everything and just saying, hey, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. But you kept, one thing you, you, you said, I am not the best, I didn't have the best marketing, I didn't have the best business, I didn't have the best, I didn't have, but the consistency yeah. that Ricky and I talk about, that consistency, once you stay consistent and you said it right, grab that person's hand and walk forward that you could make things happen and you'll be lucky what the luck that you're talking about is where you're prepared <laughs> and things happen because you're consistent. So yeah, definitely. Well, well wow. um, anything that you want to say, man, the, but don't take me down a rabbit hole because every time you talk, <laughs> man, there's something else inspirational <laughs> coming out of that thing. But go ahead. Well, I will do, I will do my best. I just want to say I'm honored to be here. Uh, Ricky and Marlon, I, I think you guys do an amazing job and I think you both have just this amazing uh, energy together too that is thank rare you. so i so thank, thank you for having me it's honor to be that. here and i've really enjoyed it yes, just sir. just in case they missed it repeat again where they can find your book it'll also be in the show notes and also yeah. any other things you want to share with our, our guests that they can go out and, and and connect with you yeah yeah you can get professional failure on amazon or barnes and noble and then we've also got it on audible as well so you can listen to it as an audiobook but uh, yeah, as far as anything else, man, like I said, I, I think you guys do a great job. I'm going to follow your show and and uh, really appreciate you bringing me on. 
Uh, thank you so much, Justin. Thank you so much. Hey, travelers, man. We had, like we do every week, man, we had a phenomenal time. And we want to just thank you, travelers, for tuning in this week. Listen, you know, Marlon sent me some stuff today. Uh, I don't know if he knew. I, I saw I saw the, the, the emails come through. Uh, we didn't even get a chance to talk about it. Uh, just the impact that we're making uh, in the world and the reach that we're having. And we haven't even looked for it. I mean, be, I'm, I'm, I'm be completely honest with you guys. In the beginning, when we started this thing four years ago, we would look at stats like every every week. Like, oh, man, where is this going? How many people in the world? I have not looked at that in about two, three years. I I, no. I lie not to you. If I look at it, it's because someone asked me, hey, how far? I'm like, oh, let me see if any other you know state or something like that has heard the podcast. So it's being heard all around. And we want to thank you guys, one, for sharing it, for talking about it, for tuning in, for leaving reviews, for leaving comments. And we want to encourage anyone that, ha- that has not gotten the opportunity to do that. Go to the successjourneyshow.com. You can get every all the information there, where to leave a review, post a comment, even email us at info at the Listen, guys, we come to the end of another show and we'll see you guys next week at the same time, the same place on the Success Journey Show. Everyone have a good one. You've been listening to the Success Journey Show, where your dreams, drive, determination, and diligence are the foundation to success. For more information, check out thesuccessjourneyshow.com. The Journey Squad is here helping you to your destination.